Hello once again, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, of course, we want to say thanks to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week, no matter which platform you choose to listen. Thanks to Angelo's Pizza. Angelo's Pizza is there at our live events. If you've loved the pepperoni or the cheese pizza and you want to explore some more pizza options because it is award-winning or some of the other fine Italian dishes that they have at Angelo's, check them out on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And, of course, thanks to Pollyanna DIY. We always rave about the amazing uh, enamel pins that they do for us, customized. They also have plenty of other things for sale. Check out Pollyanna DIY. Thanks to Smart Mark Video for handling all of our video needs. The whole crew over there is incredible, and they do such great work so that you can purchase the shows on DVD. Maybe you couldn't make it. Maybe you want to watch it again. Buy it on DVD or MP4, smartmarkvideo.com, as well as smvod.com to stream there on demand. Plenty of wonderful things from AIW Archives there at Smartmark Video. And as we talk about AIW Archives, a great place to stream those, independentwrestling.tv. We've got a little bit of a revolving library there as it is. And there are so many other independent promotions that you can watch as well. Sign up using the code ABSOLUTE. Get yourself a free 20-day trial and then stick around. You're going to love it. Independentwrestling.tv. With that, we roll into this week's episode as we recap. Well, you know, we'll see how it goes. I always try to tell you what we're going to do, but the attempt here is to recap AIW's bobblehead night, which took place back in September. And we are joined by Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, DCR. I was going to say, last time I was on here, we attempted to cover Absolution. Yeah. And uh, the next thing I know, uh, Arthur MacArthur and uh, making his podcast debut, talking about the big show. Yeah. Yep. And uh, as always, AIW owner John Thorne is here. Hello. My name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. I'm here every week, Dan. I know you are. Every week. Every week. We don't do this show without him. No, can't. In fact, uh, it's because I edited it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I don't even know where to lead off. This is so long ago. Well, I mean, we talk about Pollyanna DIY. The the big th- thing for AIW Bobblehead Night was the bobblehead pins. Yeah, they were excellent. Those were awesome. D-Lo. Big big hit with the fans. A big hit with Delo. Yeah, he loved them. Yeah, I gave him. He, well, I don't know if I gave him. He put a couple in his pocket. <laughs> no. Dilo was a fan of the, uh, I think of the evening. He liked this, the setup. A I lot. mean, and this broadcasted live on yeah, Fight we were on TV, Fight TV uh, for you know, what is this the four, fourth one of the year? Yeah, yeah Jaylet. We did well, we Slumber did Party Massacre. Slumber Party, oh, Slumber Party Jaylet, Massacre. Two Jaylet. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So this is the fourth one of the year. Yeah. Um, this this one is kind of why we decided. Maybe we should space them out a little bit, because um, this one we saw affected the the ticket sales. Because uh, there's a lot of regulars that are like, oh, "I'm just going to watch it on fight." Yeah, and it's like, uh, <laughs> "Well, we need people here too, man." <laughs> you know, this is more like to uh, cater to the people worldwide, uh, not Alex Keller, but the worldwide, worldwide. Yeah. audience. Worldwide um, audience. So yeah, like the. This one, I, I was a little worried, and we had had, like, a pretty decently nice run um, of events. You know, the Jaylet one, the Jaylet weekend is always shaky, but, you know, the Sakimoto show went good, Absolution went good, WrestleRager was sold out. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident, and, you know, the ticket sales were way lower than usual for this show. So I was like, whoa, uh-oh, <laughs> like, this is... This is uh, this isn't too good, you know. And like, it's the start of like it's, you know, Russell Rager is really like a buffer show, and then September is kind of the start of the season, and you know, people are getting back to you know their kids to school, or people are going back to school, or you know, well, NFL is back, and baseball, and all sorts of stuff. We also the other thing that we did with this too, though, is we were in a position where. What the very next week we had a show, right? 
It was well, close. that came up, that came up, yeah, and that also was not originally on the schedule, right? You know, so and I, and I think some people kind of chose their. I did forget that and between that, the two. You know, that did. You know, that was a factor as well uh, with the Janela show that got added at the last minute. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of you know how this all came about. Uh, D'Lo Brown was kind of, was offered to me by. Um, Mikey Blanton from Black Label, he had kind of uh, set up a little loop for D'Lo to do. Uh, it was like a three-show little tour where he was going to start in Cleveland, go to Black Label, and then glo- go to Glory Pro on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and D'Lo Brown is a guy that you know I've wanted to book for quite some time, uh, and it turned out to be he he really fit in with the with the AIW crew. Oh yeah. Um, He's he awesome. Was, Hung he out was, all night. <laughs> yeah, he was a great dude. Uh, he was sitting at the bar watching the show back. Oh yeah, yeah. He was sitting just watching the the fight stream back at Good Company. Yeah, he was he was amazing. Um, the one thing that I'll say about D'Lo is he loves like giving back to the young younger generation. Like he pulled so many people aside. Like you said. You know, not only at the show was he talking to people, critiquing people, but he watched the entire show back at Good Company at the after party. He didn't at, just. At, and if you were there, he would bring you over and give you feedback. And then, you know, sometimes he would. He had the remote. I was just he would say he would he re- got really the rewind. Stuff. I must have left yeah. before that. He got wow. the remote from them. It would pause and rewind stuff. <laughs> And break it. it was it was a whole film session with D'Lo Brown. Yeah, it was like a like you know high school football or something. You know, <laughs> like awesome. he was studying film and uh, yeah, he was he was great, uh, great to deal with. Um, I had to Dan actually like went to uh, go pick him up. He was uh, he landed super late and they lost his bags. Oh, well, and right. that was I, I get to the airport and I'm waiting. And it was at the time where basically it was like late enough where a lot of the employees like weren't like ushering you out of the way, but it was busy enough where like they kind of at least had to attempt to pay attention to like who parked for a long time. Yeah. And at one point I just went, I'm looking for just a giant man uh, who has been, I'm guessing, inside for a long time at this point. Can I, am I allowed to go in? And the cop is like, I'll pull over at the end and, you know, we'll see. And I go to get out of my car and I hear, Dan. And I turn and there's Thorne sitting there at the airport. I'm like, I already said I was getting them. It's like, yeah. no, I'm getting Brit. Yeah. Like we had like multiple people landing on red eyes, which is very unusual, you know, yeah. <laughs> for flights to land that late in the Cleveland. But uh, both were arriving after midnight. Yeah. I think Dilo landed at like 1245 or 1. Yeah, and, and Britt's flight was like at one thirty. Yeah. So we were we were both there, and uh, I went and got D'Lo, got him in the car, and he, the first thing he asked was, uh, "All right, uh, where can I get some food right now?" <laughs> so he hadn't eaten all day, so we went and explored a little bit, tried to find something that he wanted, and got him to the hotel, and he was ready for the next day. I was trying to remember who I got that day, and then I looked at the at the lineup there. And I, I think this is your day with Fonzie. No, no, Fonzie and I. Oh no, Fonzie wasn't on this one. No, yeah, I spent the day with uh, Eric Stevens and Tom Lawler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget, this was the one that Fonzie couldn't do because he had a previous convention commitment. Did he try to get out of it, too, and you told him not to? He did. He did. Like, he was like, well, you know, I can get out of it, Daddy. You gave me a full-time contract. And uh, I was like, no, I mean, make your money, man. Like, you have these commitments, you know? Like, we didn't know how this was going to unfold. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Eric was a very early flight. And uh, I think Tom was like an hour later or something. So Eric and I went. I had to get gas, did that. We checked to see if they could get in the hotel earlier. She said, no problem. And then went back. We grabbed Tom Lawler. And then we ended up, I think, sitting at Bob Evans for freaking two hours just down on the farm. Shooting the shit. I love a good Bob Evans trip. Did you get chicken and noodle soup in honor of Thorne? No, we, I did not. I did not. I'm trying to think if I even went to Bob Evans. I I think I might be wrong. Actually, I think we went to Cracker Barrel. Oh, because Tom Lawler was still, uh, you know, he he was he was thinking about the time we went to Cracker Barrel with MJF. We said, "Oh yeah, let's go back there." Yeah, I didn't. I'm trying to think of. Uh, so my day, I was planning to podcast with Britt the next day right and she kept getting like 
she's like a Wall Street Journal interview or something. Yeah, she kept getting like she kept getting like having to do AEW media calls. It was like all day, right? For like do interviews with different media outlets. So that just ends up not working out. And I just went to the went to the venue early. Um, I'm trying to think if there was like any real issues on this day. I think it was rather smooth, other than the uh you know the the ticket sales which had us a little worried and um you know everything else i think was pretty smooth i i you know now i don't remember as we get into it maybe something will pop up but yeah i'm looking i think off the top of my head i think i know no travel issues or anything like that that i can remember the only like even when like setup went good there was no you know, issues or anything like that. We had Philly Collins. Uh, we even got, we even got the chairs in the night before. Yeah, that was the thing. We even got the chairs in early, so we actually got everything set up so that in the morning, all they had to do was literally just put the chairs in place, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like honestly, you know, for like this podcast, all the craziness that unfolds. This was a a rather like smooth day. Yeah, from what I from what I remember. So this was Brit's uh, AIW swan song. Yeah, this is her farewell show. And the only thing I think of is that, um, you know, there are many uh, iterations of this match because it was Britt and Mercedes Martinez making her AIW debut. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd reached out to all sorts of different people that were just not available. You know, I I kind of was like, (coughs) Britt, who do you want? And it was just like, um, you know, she gave me a list of names and it was just like... uh, you know, people weren't available, people weren't available, and uh, we finally, you know, uh, circled to Mercedes Martinez, who I had tried to book a few times in, in recent memory, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, she ended up being available, and this ended up being her AIW debut, which is kind of crazy, you know, for such a a veteran to, uh, yeah. you know, it took her that long. But uh, yeah, she was she was great to work with. She was she's somebody so like nice. It's so she, easy to work with. Yeah, she's somebody that I would love to bring back to because the match was very good. Yeah, she's in, she's incredible. You know, we we sit here and talk about Alex Shelley being such a hot free agent. I mean, yeah, her her as well. Mercedes Martinez. I I just I watched that match. I think back to that match and uh, and just talking to her and and you know having to deal with her from a professional standpoint i just think why wouldn't you want <laughs> to no, she's sign great. yourself up in the locker room and everything Martinez. yeah uh, like i don't you, we can't sing her praises enough it, you get people in all the time you don't know how it's gonna go and sometimes it's it like, was yeah great. they're fine but she was great it was great and uh yeah i guess you know we'll just jump into the day um yeah, nothing crazy. I guess we could just <laughs> you know, get into the show. Yeah, we get into the show. Um, yeah, D'Lo Brown, he did a meet and greet. He was, you know, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, those pins, those pins sold out. Yeah. So, I mean. And did we get some to the front row people? Right? Didn't we, we try yeah, to do a giveaway? That, yeah, that was like a special because we had did. That's This is the first show that we had figured out how to tier the seating at the Odeon. Yes. So. Um, you know, the, the front rows got a, uh, you know, they got a little incentive, uh, for being, you know, for the extra kind of last minute increase in price that they weren't usually used to. So they got, they each got a D'Lo Brown bobblehead pin, uh, for bobblehead night. And then the remainder of the pin sold out. So I don't even know if Pollyanna DIY still has those available. Uh, but if they do, those are the last ones. Uh, we actually let off the night with a dark match that was not seen on Fight TV. Yes. CPA and TKD. Uh, yeah. All of initials here. You know, it was just... Um, they wanted to start off the show hot with uh, Warrior playing. Pat <laughs> Benatar going yeah. off. You know, like the... Uh, we haven't we haven't done them on every, every show recently, but with the excess of just people being around and yeah. know, students and things and... Um, especially with the live shows on fight, there's not a lot of room, but there is a lot of downtime from when we open doors to when we start. So, sure. um, you know, uh, the, the dark segments are things I'm toying around with. And this was kind of the first little, uh, let's give this a shot thing. And, um, you know, I, I thought it went well and, you know, 
it help it it helps get TKD on the shows. It helps get CPA on the shows, and um, you know, I was I thought it was a good match, and you know, they were they were going to wrestle each other the next night at UXWA anyway. So I figured, you know, let's um, let's let them kind of you know run through it a little bit. It's nice. Uh, I think the live crowd kind of enjoys it too. Gets them ready, already sets sets the tone in the in the mood especially with these live streams like all right they got one match under their belt they're ready for it all now yeah it just kind of like wakes them up a little bit and yeah um you know it lets smart mark video kind of get set and get things together and you know it 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 serves the purpose of what a dark match is for you know and like making sure everyone's ready to go everything's working right i believe if you purchase this on smart mark video you will see on the, the D- dark match on the, on on the, the DVD. DVD. Yes. Yeah. The dark matches are DVD exclusive. Yes. Um, but you know, it, it, to your point of opening the doors is not everybody gets there later. You got people who have been there all day, there all day, kind of hanging out, walking around and then, then at the show and they're first in the door and they've been sitting around for a while. So we give them a little bit, a little taste of the action. And you know, we've done it, uh, a few shows after this and, uh, we didn't do it. Uh, at the 200th show and that's simply because there was just so much going on at that day like it just it didn't happen it was like time got away from you know getting everything from getting everything set up to which you know I'll, I'll address this at the 200th show but a lot of the new students did not show up to do the staffing yeah. for the 200th show so unfortunately some of the newer class of guys were forced to take on staffing duties at the 200th show which like Thor said we will talk about that <laughs> yeah we'll get to that but uh yeah so that is also you know the benefit of when we're fully staffed there are these guys that have debuted and uh, you know they they just can't get on the AIW main shows um for you know just lack of spots available so if, you know we could throw them out there and get them some reps in when we can I'm going to do it. So we opened the actual show on Fight TV with a four-way four-way tornado tag action. The Bitcoin boys with a Duke in their corner taking on 40 acres. AJ Gray and Trey Lamar representing them. Uh, I think PB makes his way out there, though. Arrow Form, Flip Kendrick, and Lewis Linden continuing that uh, reunion and hot run there in AIW. Uh, I don't know if it's a hot run, I should say, but reunion. They've reunited. It's a great time. And the production, uh, this form being Dan Housen and Derek Director. And uh, a lot of action here. It's just a lot. Even though there's eight or what eight men in the match, yeah. there's also there's two, two on, the on the outside. Yeah, I mean, this was like... Bodies everywhere. You know, it's just like, let's start it off wild. You know, let's see what happens. That's exactly what happened. It was very wild. I just... You're like watching. You got to keep your head on a swivel. It, it's like a, a sick, like the patented AIW six band scramble, but like just add two more people in plus <laughs> managers, and it's there was people just flying everywhere. It was a way to start off the show live on the live on the stream. People want to know why I'm broke. Just take a look at how many people I had to pay right there. <laughs> yeah, that's. that's but hey, we're having for, we're having fun. That's you know, enough people for one card. We're having for making memories, making movies. We're having fun. You know, I just. It's like who do you who do you cut? You know, like I just like everybody. You know, and it's like here's a here's a good example of now you know Danhausen is hidden in this melee. You know, right? Yeah. And uh, Danhausen has been around for almost two years at this point, right? Yeah, close. Now, like, look, f- like, look at from like this point to current day how gigantic Danhausen has gotten and he's just in the middle of this you know this opening contest at AIW it's like it really is amazing that like how these people kind of you know just catch on that have been around for so long and they just like you know he he's you know been struck by lightning you know and now he's he's evolved into this gigantic star in the last few months yeah i mean a lot of that credit goes obviously to him is is a testament of all the uh, content that he puts out and uh, well, absolutely, it's just things. you know, it's just kind of crazy to think like how you know, like for a fan out there, yeah, it's just like you know, uh, some of the, like Cleveland especially has been enjoying this guy for quite some time. Oh yeah, they. I mean, 
Cleveland's Danhausen Central, that's for sure. It was like this, the almost like the rebirth of the Danhausen character, like Thorne said with the the whole face paint thing. You know, he wasn't a a fan. Danhausen came in, and he's just one of those guys that just uh, it fits, it works for him. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, it's Clevelandhausen, I guess. Yeah, I don't. Ground zero for the housing movement. Absolutely, yeah. and you know, like so I, many masks. I, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna see if I can, if I can podcast with him one of these days to to really just get into uh, get into his head a little I bit because. You know, there was there was a time where Danhausen was f- all but ready to give up on the wrestling thing. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's it's kind of amazing, you know how how you know things have changed for him. And it's such a if you really look at it, it's such a like controlled small amount of time. I forgot that I did this uh, comedy show on Halloween, and everybody was encouraged to like dress up or whatever. There was a contest. And uh, somebody wore Danhausen mask. What? So, yep, a Halloween comedy show. I'm like standing on stage and I'm saying like, "All right, what's everybody for Halloween?" I'm like, "What are you back there? This is uh, what's this mask you have? A comet?" And then I look, "Is that a Danhausen mask?" <laughs> yeah, he's uh, you know he's he's breaking barriers down. Yeah, it's showing up, man. Uh, the next one we we go into keeping keeping things rolling hot. Uh, we talked about this being Britt Baker's swan song, but before that, this is the official return. Alex Shelley takes on Dominic Garini in the uh, second official match. Of the I night. forgot this is Alex Shelley's first this match. This is back. his first match back. Yeah, wow. I was thinking like this. There was something crazy yeah. on this show. This is Alex Shelley's first match back. This is what I was thinking. Like, uh, yeah, this is, you know. This was the crazy thing. I know I've probably talked about it on the podcast before, but you know, one day I just looked at those, looked at those AIW DMs, and uh, <laughs> lo and behold, there was Alex Shelley, and um, you know, we went back and forth, and um, we worked out, <laughs> we worked out a deal, and uh, you know, it's Alex Shelley is, uh, you know, he is a premium price talent. However, um, you know, how many? companies are going to put him on their full-time roster at this independent level right and um you know not put him up against just quote-unquote dream match guys but put him with most like homegrown talent or yeah and you know it's just like i looked at it and i was just like you know this is an investment in everybody in the locker room to have this guy there oh yeah and uh you know he's gotten to work with so many different people so far um and uh yeah, it's just been. Uh, uh, I was extremely happy with with this uh, w- with this match, and you know, if you book Alex Shelley, you know he does like to go on a little early. So whenever Alex Shelley's on the card, you know, expect it on the first half. Uh, <laughs> you know, part of his part of his contract negotiations, uh, for the most part. But uh, yeah, uh, from the pay per view standpoint, you know, uh, I I don't try to look at the fight streams is like oh we're just streaming a show you know i try to make it like a pay-per-view and i think right. like you like you got to throw something big out there early uh and and this was it <laughs> you know not to say that there's stuff that isn't big on the card you know like this was one of the big marquee matches though and it's like let's throw it out there you know match number two and uh they they went hard man and i i know dom was really looking forward to this uh we should have tried to get him on to talk about it, but uh, yeah, this was this was great. Alex Shelley has not missed one step. Not no, one. not at all. You watch that and and uh, you know talk to Dom a little bit afterwards, and you know this match is I think what he had hoped it would be. He was gonna Alex Shelley was gonna bring a next level out of him, and and I think that uh, I think that was accomplished here in this one. It was. Uh, there was some stuff that, you know, maybe Dom always wanted to do a little bit more of and felt he couldn't necessarily with certain people, but he could with Alex Shelley. And I don't know, he pu- he, he pushed him. That's what you wanted, I, right? Well, you know, the, the, the thing about Dom was, you know, for better or for worse, you know, uh, he did kind of assume the, the trainer role, you know, and that's yeah. been to a benefit for him and also t- a detriment to him, you know, because he is still learning himself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think it was nice for Dom 
to get back into that learning yeah. kind of role and, you know, absorbing stuff uh, rather than having to worry about teaching everything that he knows to everybody that's around him. Uh, it is a very kind of stressful situation that he was thrown into, um, no doubt. you know, and, you know, Dan helps out a lot at the school too. And it does, it does assume a lot of stress for these guys that are also so young in their wrestling careers. Um, and I think, you know, as we'll get to, you know, later on the show with Dan as well on this card, you know, I think it's a good change of pace to continue to put them in these positions because, you know, they are also in the position to kind of trickle down the knowledge that they learn too. Right. But, you know, for, for Dom especially, it was just, uh, I think this was kind of a nice change of pace for him uh, to be able to get in there with such an elite veteran guy. Oh, yeah, world-class uh, talent. And uh, kind of, you know, show what he can do and, uh, you know, just – Helps ingrain him more to the Cleveland faithful, and you know this is also showing world worldwide. You know, on Fight TV, there are, you know, Dom has done a great job of making a name for himself, but there are people that you know he's not a household name either. So you know, this yeah. was a great spot for him, and I thought that this match was phenomenal. Yeah, big fan. Uh, you know, funny you talk about Doctor Dan sitting on a learning tree as we go later on the card. Well, it turns out. The very next match is a tag team match. Is a tag team match made by Twan Tucker, Doctor Daniel C. Rockingham, and his protege Parker Pierce, professional Parker Pierce, taking on Big Twan Tucker and his guest tag team partner D'Lo Brown. The real deal. The real deal. How what, was that, Dan? Yeah, was this a great experience for it you? It was awesome. For now, this is I got to work with him previously, like almost a year, total year, calendar year from. Like twenty seven or twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, like it was got to interact with them more because like first match was like a really big multi man. Well, this being like a tag match of putting it all together and like talking to him and trying to like learn as much as we could, and the way him audibling like things that like Tuan or I or Parker would call and just making them either simpler or like making it a better like idea was was unreal. Like just listen to like some of the ideas he had. I mean, it was. You know, it's crazy when you look at this match and you have D'Lo Brown, who, you know, well-traveled veteran, you know, former television star, you know, current TNA producer, or Impact, excuse me, Impact producer, um, you know. Yeah, but right. (laughs) If you look, uh, you know, somebody, Dylan Hales, like a couple weeks ago on the Pro Wrestling Ponderings podcast, he described... AIW as a system and that's really what we have in place we have a complete system in place but nobody has really acknowledged that and I think this match is a perfect example of the AIW system that is in place because you have D'Lo Brown in there with three products of the AIW wrestling school and it's not like it's like D'Lo against the three local students Everybody has a character. Every like the fans all know, you know, what each person does. And uh, this match is just like what I think is like the prime example that you can show somebody and say, "Hey, look. Like this is what AIW does. It doesn't have to be a, you know, a five-star crazy match. It's like look at the characters that are in there. Look at how the crowd is reacting to this. Look at how we've taken this legend and ingrained him in the entire kind of culture of what AIW is. Like he fit right in with Tuan. It was a, everyone was with it as soon as they came through the curtain. I was like, that was cool. Cause it was like, a, like it wasn't like you said, it's not a five star like match. Like in, like we've covered on this podcast, like as much as I want to do some of that stuff, like the moments that we created in that match of, like, like I told Parker and Tuan when they were calling, like, not like telling, but like looking at like every promotion as like a movie or a comic book of like, I told them, I'm like, think of where you are in your story. So when you guys like put your stuff together, think of like where Parker Pierce and Tuan and Dr. Dan are. And then let's figure out what Dilo wants to do. And like, let's all put the stuff together so that 
the story of what we're doing is a cool moment and that's why it was like all the stuff like Parker does leg drop so when he like made fun of D'Lo and like it all like the moments of the match really built up to the end with me getting a limit like you know Tuan giving me the power bomb to the guardrail and then D'Lo and Tuan double teaming Parker and you know Tuan getting revenge on his former partner kind of a deal was a cool like like side. <laughs> it's a moment it doesn't have to be a crazy match but they're gonna remember Tuan and D'Lo at the end yeah and like it was just uh you know <laughs> I really hate to sound like the old guy that's like talking about telling stories in the ring and stuff, but this is a perfect example of like a great story that the crowd was behind and everyone was with it. And then D'Lo Brown busts out a second row moonsault, which I lost my mind for. When he when, <laughs> when he mentioned that he was going to like, all right, I'm gonna do this, put a foot up, I'm gonna go down, and I'm gonna do a moonsault and and miss, and I go one more time. It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna hit the moon salt. I'm gonna, you roll in. You're gonna, you're gonna miss the moon. Fuck. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> He's going hard. This is also it's the benefit. Awesome. This is also the benefit of having uh, the person the first stop on the tour. Yeah. You know, like rather than the last. True. That's true. You always want the guy on night one. You know, like uh, when they're coming and doing the tour. But I was, I was extremely happy with this. Um, you know, I, I, I thought it worked great. I thought every single person then, you know, even after the match got to get so much great just information and feedback from D'Lo, um, you know, and, you know, a lot of that's not for public consumption, but this was uh, a great just example of like when you come to the AW school and, you know, you finally make it to getting in these positions, you know, and like it, it, I don't, it was just this is like my template for what we're trying to do with, you know, the school and the evolution of the roster. He did say, I'm sitting here and it's just, I'm wrecking my brain. He had a specific description, like a one word adjective of Tuan. Very complimentary. And I can't remember what it is. I don't remember. It was something along the lines of sincere, but it was it was beyond that. And I, uh, for life of me, I don't remember. But uh, and as soon as D'Lo was done, and he talked to everybody, I said, "D'Lo, you want a drink?" And then that's when D'Lo and I became fast friends, <laughs> and uh, everyone was just you know uh, just hanging with D'Lo for the rest of the night. Because there's only one disappointing part of the whole experience. What's that? Me and Parker's matching gear got caught at the border that morning. Oh. Because I get my gear from Canada. It got stuck in customs. We didn't get it. This hey, was not Mo- the Monday afternoon, it rolled in. I, I was Dr. Dan, we could talk about it on a later show, but uh, uh, AIW 200, I was standing in the ring with whoever your referee is, and you guys come out, and I just looked and I said, I, I love that they have this matching gear. <laughs> Parker, you know... Parker Pierce is you, he has rededicated much, himself. I mean, much like the Duke uh, helps with his managerial tactics, Parker Pierce is looking like a million bucks with this new Doctor Dan. You know, Doctor yeah. Dan has had several failed attempts at tag partners and stablemates uh, throughout his short uh, illustri- illustrious career. I think you, I think you've found one that sticks, man. You guys look good. I've finally got one to get matching gear with me. It only took you know this long. God, I'm I'm super happy. What did you about think? It. Ethan Page was gonna get matching gear. We well, we gear did. With if, uh, the, the the last time we tagged together, we had matching gear. Huh. It goes, but like that's another story point. We were he was a reluctant partner of mine until finally that tag team title match we had. We were finally on the same page, and that aha Page got it. By but the way, then, then you know he had prior commitments for all these other shows, and hopefully we'll see him back in uh, in 2020. Genuine, I believe, was the word. Genuine, that yes. Use. About everything he said, everything he does just comes off so genuine. And uh, I couldn't agree more. He's uh, it's great. But so from that, we roll into uh, a four-way. Man, this action just keeps coming fast and furious. Uh, you don't see the point. Every match has a purpose. You guys were the fun match, but there was plenty of great action in it. Uh, then this, we go into Eric Stevens versus Lee Moriarty. Versus Wheeler Yuta versus Zach Thomas. 
and buckle up on that one, folks. I think uh, think Thorne said it best when uh, when they did the tryout, and it was like you know, gotta like punch your chick, punch your ticket, and take the ride. Yeah, and look at but look what Lee's done since what February or January? February, like, yeah. yeah. It's just look, he's in, the, in a match with Eric Stevens. <laughs> like, just add that to the the list of other you know people he's already wrestled in the past. Yeah, and and Eric Stevens, uh, just continuing to be a part of AIW. I don't, I don't know. It's just. I almost get so frustrated that he is so adamant that he's done. I agree. Because maybe now somebody can talk is, him out of it. Here he is in a four way, and you're like, Eric Stevens in a four way? But yeah, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> like, it's, you know, he, he isn't wasted. Nobody's talent is wasted in this match. It, it's fantastic. And it also kind of gives all three of these guys an opportunity to sit Four. under an Eric Stevens well, learning yeah, tree. Because like, his knowledge is so incredible. Yeah, and that's, the, you know, that's another thing. It's like, you know, you gotta... As much as you know, there's a lot of great wrestling out there, like some of these guys need you know, like once they work with the people that know, it just helps them eventually down the line, you know? And this is another example of that. You know, you have kind of three young hotshot guys and Eric Stevens, who is, he has a lot to prove too. Don't get me wrong. You know, he's working at a very elite level right now. And uh, I think they just all brought the best out on each other. They did. And, and you know, like Wheel, Wheeler also popping up all over the place. Like, Does Wasn't he, was he fresh off his uh, tour? Uh, yeah, this was his first Second, he came back at Absolute. Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah, need sorry. To talk about yep, that. Yep. Third, because he was on Russell Rager too. So this is his third. Third Man, shot. Time back. flies. You're right. But yeah, but right back into the fold. So now it's like he was gone for what three months? I think we missed him yeah. for, and and now it's like, oh, here he goes back to AIW regular again, and uh, seamless transition. Yeah. Yeah, fresh off his getting chopped by Walter and then getting chopped by Eric Stevens. Just you know, <laughs> a couple months yeah, apart. It's not. You know, that's not a a like back to back kind of thing I or even if it wasn't back to back I don't I wouldn't want it that closely <laughs> together that's you say that out loud and like ah oh, that can't feel good not at all chest feels a little your lungs feel a little more heavy Eric Stevens man like obviously I sit right by ringside those chops my god you hear them and oh you feel them no no thank you for all you people who still are ridiculous, Steve Guy, Deathmatch, you know you know what? I think I made an okay decision not being in the ring, folks. So leave us alone. Steve <laughs> took a bump that. and went, yeah, no, I'm good. No, I just, you know, I don't need to feel the chops of Eric Stevens. Not that that's who I would ever be in a ring with, but I'm just... Yeah, hey, you're going to be in the ring with Thorne. He was going to get you. He was, no, he's going to be my he tag. He going to give you a Pod Van Dam smack across the face. Thorne was, so, hey, Thorne allegedly. was supposed to be my tag. <laughs> allegedly. Alleged Pod Van Dam smack. Allegedly. Thorne was supposed to be on my team. Was that plan? Uh, anyway, so then we roll into uh match that we'd spoken about previously. Britt Baker, this is her swan song, taking on Mercedes Martinez. And um, as we alluded to, uh, this is a good one. Marce- Mercedes Martinez is just man. She's so fun to watch. Constant professional. Yeah, she's so good. And you know, <laughs> I know I kind of gave Britt, you know, kind of dealer's choice, so to speak. On you know, what do you want? Um, who do you want to wrestle? But you know, going back to kind of the theme of this show is you know, Britt Baker is also a product that went through the AW school. You know, mm-hmm. and as much success as she's having, like I will always kind of put people in the positions you know to continue to you know get better and uh you know this was one of those things where it's going to be her aiw farewell she's in there with a you know i think like a 20 year veteran yeah i'm not exactly you know don't quote me on that but mercedes martinez has been around you know right and uh (laughs) i just think that uh you know this was kind of the perfect perfect way for her to go out um and you know as well as you know, prepare her for the things that, you know, she's has coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, after this. Yeah. Bright uh bright future ahead for Britt Baker. Uh, you know, we're we're super happy for her. And uh but this 
this is a great way to to have closed the chapter on AIW. Yeah, uh, you know, absolutely. I think uh, you know, and she made sure to let me know throughout the day that she was a Chandler Biggins pick uh, all day. <laughs> Not a John Thorne pick. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, I'm just. I am traditionally way harder on everybody, so you know. <laughs> I don't think I've seen one person he's not hard on. So you yeah. know, it's uh, one day when somebody makes a million dollars, they're really going to rub it in my face, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Biggins was more the like. Uh, Biggins was very supportive of everybody, and uh, he was really adamant, you know, on getting Britt Baker involved in AEW because you know she trained elsewhere initially, and then uh, through DJZ. She kind of got involved with AIW, and then she started coming to our school. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I I just always harder. You know, as as mean as people think they can be to Britt Baker on Twitter, she <laughs> does does not come close to the critiques oh, that I give her. Um, probably, yeah. Not only that I give her, but that I give ev- that I give everybody. You know, because I just think that people need the proper criticism. Uh, and I, I, I don't necessarily think that it's something that people get that often in this, in this day and age. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I was very, I was very happy with this match. Uh, and Britt, you know, made sure to continuously remind me throughout the day that, uh, (laughs) she was a Chandler Biggins draft pick. Yeah. We, you know, we had a good run, uh, with Britt Baker though. She, she really ingrained herself into the. AIW crew, at least when she was living in Pittsburgh, since she made that move down to Florida, obviously not quite as much, but uh, she always spent the most. She made the most of her time. Yeah, uh, she was. You know, she's definitely one of the. You know, it's like you hear that term, like one of the boys, uh, but she was definitely one of the boys, and she was definitely one of the boys amongst the AIW uh, crew, especially you know the people that she trained with uh, every week. Uh, she's definitely just <laughs> one of the crew and, um, you know, it was good to kind of have for everybody to have like one final, like farewell. And it's like, especially the people that trained with her, it's like, that's the first person that has like made it out of the school to, you know, other than like Johnny and Candace, right. of course, but that's like the first person that has like made it to like the next like quote unquote level the, to superstardom. You know, she's a, te- she's a yeah. television, you know, she's. Signed a big contract. She's also a dentist. But, yeah, nobody at the wrestling school cares about that, you know. But like, <laughs> you know, so it's it was it was cool for her to kind of be amongst those people again, and um, you know, just like a little like fast forward is you know I am like uh, known for you know I get an allowance for the after party. I buy a lot of people drinks, um, and I had a tab, and when I got my tab, Britt took it. And she paid, she paid the entire tab. And, you know, I said, no, like I've been buying people drinks all night. She said, nope, this is kind of my thank you. And she paid the entire tab, which was a lot. It was a lot of money because I had been buying drinks for a lot of people. Uh, so, you know, that's just kind of uh, a nice thank you. I didn't want that to go overlooked. Yeah, she was, it's weird now to, not like weird, but it's like kind of surreal to look and like not too long ago, we were on West 25th in Detroit in a shady motorcycle garage, uh, training you know getting you know uh, fago and you know other stuff thrown at us and she was one of them that were in the trenches with us like yeah in the, in the school that had like a leaky roof and no heat no, no heat. air conditioning yeah i mean you know it is it is kind of crazy that to think you know she was driving up you know twice a week two hours each way to train in this building with no heat uh, sometimes had ice on the ring uh, a chain wrestling day yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, uh, I, I wish her all the best and, you know, maybe Dr. Dan will be the next guy to sign that big contract. I hope. Let's hope. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you guys could be, uh, doctors on television together. That's it. You and she did ask me if she it. could use my finish on TV. Did you give it to her? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. What, what a dick. I made it up. Oh, I'm just going to wow. give that away. That's funny. Uh, well, next one we go into is a match that the AIW faithful certainly had been looking forward to. Uh, fans brought weapons for Nick Gage one-on-one with Wes Barkley. I don't think there's much to be said, but I think my favorite, not my favorite part of the whole night, 
but by far one of like the best moments is when Josh comes through the crowd and gets Nick Gage with a ken- uh, yes, I think with a kendo stick. Josh does, and then he smacks the ring post with the kendo stick, and it just just like it shatters and goes everywhere. Best like one of my highlights of the night. Just a kendo stick shattering on a just, ring post? He hits it so hard against the ring post. It just goes everywhere. I've never seen a kendo stick shatter like that. <laughs> Psychopath. Yeah. Kind of. Little Josh Bishop. Not Psychopath. Little, little Josh. Suck Nick Gage's blood. Now he's he's out for revenge. Uh, Wes Barkley. What happened to his watch in this one? Oh, well, he doesn't have it anymore. <laughs> that particular watch is uh, in the crowd somewhere. Someone took it home. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah, I mean, this was great. You know, this was another perfect, just story-driven matchup. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, people wanted to see Wes Barkley get it fucked up. Wes Barkley, had, uh, you know, he, he had he had one pin on Nick Gage from uh, way back before Absolution. Akimoto yeah. t- uh, takes Cleveland. Yep. And then uh, wild eight-man tag. Yeah, yeah. Courtesy of some, with some assistance from Zach Thomas there, but... Uh, Nick Just remember, Gage. a win's a win, no matter technicality. All right. <laughs> what, what Nick's promo was it leading up to this, or uh, Wrestle Rager? He says, yeah, I "I've that, seen that was into Russ, your that was Russell Rager." Oh, I've seen into your soul. It reads pussy or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, best ever. Okay. But yeah, the fans got what they wanted, right? Well, Wes Barkley ass beating. We saw Wes Unfortunate Barkley. for him, but fortunate for the crowd. Yeah. By chance, but what a absolute brutal match. This is a match 100% that got the VOD or the DVD from Smart Mark and watch it because it, this is worth the price of admission. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, from there, we roll into the. Oh, and also, didn't uh, Wes Barkley wear a neck brace for the entire rest of the weekend? I I think he was even even wrestled in the neck brace the next night. He was. I mean, that's what uh, the paramedics put him in a neck brace. Yeah, he was neck braced. Yeah, yeah. Biggin's to. mom dedicated to it, and yep. Jeremy they neck braced him up. I don't know. Yeah, they told him he should keep it on. He was walking around good company with the fucking neck brace on though. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think still bleeding. He was. He the the blood was all over the neck brace. Yeah, it's gross. Well, get away from me, dude. Uh. Then we roll the the tag team championship match. PME defending their tag team titles against Two Infinity and Beyond. Two Infinity and Beyond getting that. Uh, I don't know. Is that a rematch clause there, John Thorne? Or they just you know they get the opportunity. Why not? I mean, it's not really a clause, but uh, these guys held it for so long. Let's run it back. Let's do it again. Let's see if it was a fluke or not. That's what that's Two what Infinity Beyond. They thought it was a fluke. Turns out. Maybe no. It was not. Yeah. It's and that was uh, like you said, like moments and stuff. Now, like the the shift of, you know, PME being the champions and, you know, 2 Infinity trying to, you know, like changing almost their strategy almost like in the match. Yeah. Like it's it's a cool thing to see. Like if you watch all their other matches, then you watch this one. It's almost like not roles reverse, but there's they're, like a different wrinkle to the match. Yeah, they're a little bit more confident. And then, you know, it's. You know, it's sad that <laughs> this is probably the 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 last chapter for at least a while in this feud, and uh, these guys just have such great chemistry. Yeah. Um, to Infinity and Beyond's got to you know look back at the line now, in, it, a, in a very deep AIW tag division. Very deep. Getting deeper by the minute. Yeah. Doctor D. Doctor. <laughs> D for deep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say something stupid like that. You know, for a guy with a degree from Yale, you're not very articulate. I'm as articulate as I need to be. People need to get their nights or their days or whenever they're listening to it, their Monday at ten o'clock lives brightened. If I gotta say something silly, I'll go ahead and do it. But you wanna know what man I wanna know? People. Huh. I wanna know what day of the week you manscape. What day of the week I manscape? Yeah. Because we uh, got to get this ad in here somewhere. Thursday or Friday before a show, the night before. Oh, there it is, I ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, goes better in the tights. Better in the. I always manscape since before I started 
uh, wrestling when I was uh, playing rugby. I was always manscaped before a show, and it's just all or rugby show before. A, <laughs> you know what I mean before a game, and now uh, I've transitioned into uh, professional wrestling and uh, using what the lawnmower 2.0. The lawnmower 2.0 from manscaped.com. That's right. You uh, use the uh, the ball deodorant or the crop reviver. To... You have to. Yeah. Yeah. See? Promo code absolute. Can Did you use that? Did you use that? B. Did you use absolute? Absolutely. The promo code? Use uh, absolutely, promo code, absolute. use promo code absolute. A little discount there. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice, uh, as we always say, it's a nice package for your package. Uh, it takes care of it. But Dr. Dan, the consummate uh, athlete here, going back to the rugby days. Nice and smooth. Knows all about the, the benefits of the, Do you wish that you had the lawnmower 2.0 when you were playing rugby? Yeah, so I didn't actually have to, like, almost straight razor my ankles and my thighs because you had to wear, like, high tape. Like how... Like now oh, the, yeah, the visual is Cesaro, like Cesaro when he was like first on you know the WWE roster would have yeah. the would have the big tape on his thighs. That's what I had to do because I was one of the guys that got lifted in the air. Okay, so that was always you didn't want to rip the tear off when every game. So oh man, that would have been perfect. See, there's it so was. many uses that you can get out of the lawnmower 2.0. Again, just go to manscaped.com, buy it, buy the whole package. It's worth the, what I think the eighty dollars spend to get everything that's in there, and. Yeah, tell us what you think. Tweet at us at AI Wrestling, and uh, include Manscaped in that so they know. I also like how that was almost a seamless transition. Unlike you know someone just screaming, "Do you want a super hard dick?" And it's like, no, it was a perfect transition. What? What? <laughs> Have you not listened to any Conrad uh, podcast where he just screams like that now, been, and that's their ad transition? I've been uh, I've been a little little behind on the Conrad. Uh, yeah, we're all Conrad about pods. the. the Natural. I, I would love a. I would love a blue chew fucking endorsement though. So. Oh yeah, I got. I got to hit them up. They never emailed me back. So yeah. get on that. Let's. I emailed them once and then nothing let's get, back. Let's get Matt Justice well, and uh, Josh Bishop got, I got testimonials. A I got a blue. Yeah, they like. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. Yeah. Was, I'm not getting into that. Josh yelling real personal things at Good Company last Thursday. By the way. Yeah. Well. Surprise! Surprise! You have a few cocktails. At more than a few. There was a, a, a table of claws. The claws were a-flowing. Yeah. Okay, well, moving on. <laughs> well, you did bring up Matt Justice. He's in our next match. See, seamless transition. Defending his intense title against Mance Warner. And, wow. This is where the new canvas immediately gets ripped. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think with what. I think the, a the double table spot at the end. Oh, okay. I was thinking if it was a, a chair got thrown in there at all, because... Those chairs getting tossed in the ring are always good for ripping the new canvas. But, uh, folks, if you've ever seen a Man's Warner match, if you've ever seen a Matt Justice match, this is exactly what you would expect. Yep. Put Nothing those different. together. And uh, if you want to see something else, you're not getting it here. But why <laughs> would you want to see something else? It's as a. Uh, this is chaos. pandemonium. Yeah. This is 100% chaos. Uh, uh, Matt Justice doesn't need Fonzie in his corner in this one, though. But yeah, and Fonzie was missed. I will say that Fonzie was, was missed, missed by all in the locker room. Yeah, he's a great time. Always a great time when Fonzie's around, Daddy. Uh, but chaos is a is a good word for this matchup. It's great. It's great. It's chaotic greatness. Now and like this match has kind of gone around the loop a little bit in different promotions too, which is kind of crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't if you have these two guys? In your promotion. Who will literally do anything to each other and themselves. Why wouldn't you put them together? Absolutely. I mean, it just makes sense. And it made sense on this night. And uh, everybody got their money's worth. Go go out of your way. You don't have to, you know, we keep saying go out of your way to watch this match. Just buy the whole freaking thing on smartmarkvideo.com because a nice night in on a Thursday or Friday night, maybe hang out, watch a little... Watch a little wrestling. Yeah, there's Buy something it. for everybody. Buy it up. This. Come on. Something for everybody on this. Buy one. it up. Grab it. You could still probably get unlimited uh, replays on Fight and SMVOD.com if you're into the on-demand stuff like that. So check it out. So there was like a women's match on the show. Yep. A good story tag team match, a good four-way, an absolute chaotic. Return you know, of Alex Shelley. Return of Alex Shelley. And then is is the main event next? The main event is next, which is just a a hard hitting <laughs> the slugfest. Title. Yeah, KTB. This is just two big old Tom boys Waller. hooking them up. Oh yeah, KTB, Tom Waller, lot of uh, big man stuff here. 
Tom he, Lawler isn't like a massive man, but he's a big guy, he, strong guy. He's so strong that yeah, I mean that's the thing. He's he's a big guy, but he's not like he's not like KTB. He's not Hoss, right? Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. You know, but he's big, but, but he's not Hoss. Yeah, but he's so strong. He K- can hang with all the horses, man. KTB was throwing them up, doing the weird hand thing. You know, yeah. people had the foam hand things. Rock thing. They were all going from the woods. Yeah, it's uh, KTB is uh, he's 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 beloved. He is. So is Tom Lawler, though. Oh yeah. So this was uh, people were a little didn't know what to do here. And moment of the night, at least for Tom Lawler, everybody got the claps right to the beat. Oh, he was ecstatic. Of of uh, sleepy sleepyhead, he freaked out. He thought it was. I think that he uh, forgot he was going to even a match. start leading him too. He was like, "Hold on, hold on, and go." He was he was policing it, making sure it was going to be perfect. Yep, yep. Shot who uh, who did that on Twitter? It was one of the Pod Van Dam things, guys? Was it was it Ed or was it? Uh, it sounds like two an legs. Ed thing. Sounds like an Ed thing. Yeah, one of those two. Uh, tweeted out the cadence of the clapping i think and uh one thing we forgot is um the intermission show that i think is only on the fight feed uh is d-lo brown just getting on there and just telling stories about with the weird world (laughs) getting drunk (laughs) in the flats so being so annoyed i think with worldwide at one point oh man so it, the fight streams are still available too if you want to go back and watch the replays that way. See, there you go. And you're not going to get that on the DVD, I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that is a, a fight exclusive. See, that intermission show is unreal. It's a thing of its own. Because I have yet to be, I don't think I have yet. No, I was on an intermission show at the uh, Janela Farewell show, but it goes, those, those, I've, I love sitting back and just watching them after the fact. Yeah. Just see all the chaos that ensues. I mean, Absolution, uh, everybody was a big fan of Mance and MJF doing the intermission. Uh, this time it's Weird World with D'Lo Brown. Where else are you going to get such a pairing of conversation? Carson was on there at one point. There was like a full revolving door of uh, intermission casting uh, of characters. Well, we we talked about the after party at Good Company. They always do a great job taking care of us there. And uh, we especially love the fact that on on Friday nights when we're there, they leave the kitchen open for us a little bit later. So that's pretty cool. Uh, But go out and support those guys. Uh, if If you live in the Cleveland area... Uh, outside of the AEW after parties, always showing AEW Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, they show AEW every Did Wednesday. They, the, uh, they bought the AEW pay per view. Yeah, anytime there's an AEW pay per view, they'll buy it and cool. uh, broadcast it. And, uh, you know, I believe that uh, they'll put the WWE pay per views on in there as well. Uh, yeah, go in there. You know, I've been stopping in there on uh, Tuesdays sometimes. Say, doing the burger night? Doing the $2 burger night. What a and, deal. Uh, yeah. I, I went in for the last AEW pay-per-view. That's where I went to watch it. And um, they're talking about maybe <laughs> we'll do possibly a live podcast there or something. Yeah. Um, trying to figure something out. On a, on a Wednesday before Dynamite. Uh, we're trying to work out the details on that. If that's something that would interest you, tweet us if you would come and uh, see an AEW podcast live in the early Wednesday evening. Uh, we're trying to iron out if uh that's something people would be interested in and uh would come down to good company for so i'd go down to good company for it i've been i've been spending a lot of time in good company these last last few weeks that's honestly the lady there she loved it because they got uh she's a vegetarian but they got vegan and vegetarian they got that, oh that, that chick was, that chickpea sandwich the ladies love that that's what she got they, the ladies love the chickpea sandwich bon- in there. bonzo boy i think it is yeah. and, i think uh, we were in there a couple weeks ago and uh between Dom and Arthur MacArthur, I think they had like six burgers between the two of them. It was unreal. Yeah, the potato was in there. We potato was in there. Yeah. Now, a little bit fancier than. Only the tipped alcohol. $1. Potato. $40. And he got a deal. He it's, only tipped $1, though. Well, on this night, Bobblehead night, it was Potato's birthday, and he was trying to get D'Lo Brown to buy him birthday shots. <laughs> because <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. He was, yeah. Uh, but they have alcoholic, instead of alcoholic slushies, they have alcoholic milkshakes. Yeah. There. A little bit fancier, a little bit more expensive, but worth the price. But oh, that's way delicious. more filling. But that's that's another oh, that, that's another podcast topic. We're not yeah, I can't get food here. Yeah, I can't get into that. But yeah, good company was a good time. D'Lo hung out until the, after the bar closed, 
And uh, yeah, that was one thing he was disappointed in. Goes it was real late and no gas after one. I think in Cleveland, no gas station serves alcohol. Yeah, so he was just like, you know what? Just take me to the hotel. Yeah, he, he wanted goes, to keep. going. I- I'm going to get it in the next night. He wanted to keep going. Who gave D'Lo the ride back to the hotel? Oh, uh, I don't even remember. Man, I, Dustin Alberti, I think. I don't know. I got a story off. Uh, off air, just forgot about. Just yeah, Dilo was Dilo was the ultimate brother, though. Yeah. Hung out all night. Good night. Um, you know, the good company after parties are always a always a good time. Well, I think that about sums it up. So go out of your way to purchase all of AIW Bobblehead Night. Look, if you want to watch the fun intermission thing, check out the fight stream or smvod.com. I think you can grab it on there too. Uh, smartmarkvideo.com if you want to buy it. Uh, DVD or MP4. That about does it. Anything, final, final thoughts, guys? No, I'd love to bring D-Lo back. Maybe for a jail at weekend. Maybe ooh, next year or ooh, something. Ooh, so we get him well, the whole weekend. Which, oh, by the way, has already been planned, folks. Yeah, I'm going to put tickets on sale, I think, pretty soon for it since we already have the date. Nice. And, uh, you know, so people can really plan for it. Start, start Make it a destination plans. weekend. Yeah. Start making your plans for June now. June 2020. <laughs> Well, for Dr. Dan, AIW owner John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy. We'll talk to you next week right here on The Card is Going to Change. Thanks. <laughs>